Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of They Did What Now? A celebration of the ballsiest moves in history and actions that encapsulate the purest expression of For the Crack. Uh, my name is MJ Stokes. How this is going to work is every episode I'm going to have one of my favourite comedians or writers or people I just find interesting to tell us a story, uh, perhaps about spectacular loophole abuse, hold my beer moments in history, and bizarre, strange things that people do just because they're done with nonsense. So today I have with me uh, Felix O'Connor. Hello! Felix is a comedian, uh, one of the current crop of trans comedians that have just exploded onto the scene. And he is absolutely hilarious. Thank so you. <laughs> it's it's true. It's absolutely true. I wouldn't be if, if it wasn't true, you wouldn't be here. Well, so put put, put <laughs> it like be that. In a hole in the ground. <laughs> uh, well, you know, no, the, the bad jokes aren't an excuse for murder. Well, <laughs> most bad jokes aren't an excuse for murder. Thirty percent, fifty, fifty plus percent of 50, bad 50. jokes aren't an excuse for murder. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to up my game whenever you're in the audience <laughs> <laughs> to avoid just being put in a box. I like you, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's good. Um, so these are just favorite stories of things that are are just completely bizarre, off the wall, seemingly impossible. We're gonna try and keep it away from rich white dude does weird thing. Important. Very important. But uh, some some stories of rich white dude does weird thing are just bizarre enough that they they absolutely have to be told. Um, I I kind of feel like if we were if everyone had the same opportunities if we were under you know full luxury communism. I think more people would be doing the bizarre, weird things if there was an even oh, playing sure. field. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I, some of you may be noticing a slight left-wing bias here. <laughs> uh, before you get too upset about that, uh, there is a very, very good reason for that. And that reason is, it's my podcast and I'll do whatever I like. Um, so, uh, it's Felix, a benevolent dictatorship. It's a benevolent dictatorship <laughs> that just stretches to this, just this desk and this mic. That's that's the quingdom. Quingdom. Uh, I am non-binary, and my pronouns are they and them. And I cannot think of a royal term for someone who is non-binary. So, quing. Modern? Quing. Quing is fun. Quing I is enjoy fun. quing. Quing is great. Um, so Felix is going to be telling his story. I'm going in cold. Uh, he's given me a slight elevator pitch that doesn't spoil anything. Yes. And that is be trans, do crimes. Yes. And then I'm going to be telling one of my favorite stories. Do you um, have an elevator pitch for your story? Do I, I have an elevator one. pitch. Very, very, very creative organizing to in transport infrastructure in a small town. I swear it's interesting. Ah, that sounds interesting. I swear it's interesting. I love, I love transport um, I also love transport improvements. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's the I was, trans way. I was really late getting here because two Dublin buses didn't didn't show up, so uh, yeah, yeah. Transit is something I'm currently very irritated and very passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, so, Felix, do be trans, do crimes. Do you want to Elaborate on that for me. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about, um, this is a guy called Ellis Glenn, although his name is kind of 
part of the problem. <laughs> really? Um, okay. Not part of the problem, TM, but <laughs> <laughs> um, part of the problem with the story. Um, so it's it I've got two different sources that refer to him as Ellis Glenn. Um, he was essentially a trans man from history and a fraudster and a Ooh. forger and a general scallywag. Yeah, trans um, rogue, I love it. A trans rogue. Um, yeah, so he... Um, I've got two different sources for this. One is a book that I would recommend to everyone if you're interested in trans history, um, which, I mean, there isn't that much of, but it's it's a really interesting book. It's called True Sex. Uh, the Lives of Trans Men at the Turn of the 20th Century. It's by Emily Skidmore. Um, so this is the book that I own uh, and owned I, prior to this podcast. I, I just saw a copy of the book, the copy of the book, about half an hour ago, and I'm still lusting over it. I'll, I'll lend it to you yeah. at some point if you want. Please, please, please do. Please do. Otherwise, I may need to steal it. It's just, it's calling to me. Become the trans rogue that you Become want to be the in trans the world. Rogue. <laughs> Yeah, um, Felix and I both uh, play D and D. We're in a co- comedian D and D group, so yeah, called, yeah, yeah. called comedian D, but it's since been changed to comedian D <laughs> because Just, uh, that's the vibe. <laughs> that that is the general vibe. We've had um, we've already had a halfling revolution where they've collectivized all the bars in town. Incredible! It's which was wonderful, um, and we stole a property. Which is, you know, that property is theft. We literally stole yeah, a house. Crimes. Yeah, crimes, be, do, be, do crimes. be LGBT plus and do all the crimes. All, all the crimes. crimes all um, the time. So de- that derailed it a little bit. A little anyway, bit, yeah. Felix, back, <laughs> yes, back to your so story. Essentially, so I have two sources here. One kind of heavily misgenders this person. Oh, God. Um, I mean, that's that's an issue with, like, trans narratives in history is, like, the term transgender wasn't really a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the term transsexual is kind of, it can be a bit wishy-washy, especially, like, this this person, um, I'm going to refer to him with he-him pronouns, yeah. um, just for the sake of clarity, because I, as a trans man myself, we haven't mentioned that yet, I'm a trans man as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I said, mean, you know, titan of the trans community oh, yes, comedy scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bad at no. listening. No, just, 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 keep, just keep mentioning it. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Just, just remind everyone. Did I mention everyone. that I'm trans? <laughs> <laughs> Have I said that I'm trans today? Please. Yeah, I've mentioned it uh, once or twice an hour. Yeah. Um, We've got, we we need to mention it every few minutes, otherwise yeah, we become yeah. invalid. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> people are just going to forget. People, people forget I'm non-binary all the time, but I think that's, yeah, I look like either a woman or a 14-year-old boy, which makes <laughs> the questions I get about my genitals really, really suspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a hell of a fucking risk. Anyway, a note for listeners: don't ask fourteen-year-olds about their, <laughs> about their genitals. Um, yeah, okay. So let's let's do a rundown of this guy. So he uh, was generally a, a scallywag and a ragamuffin, and so essentially he. Um, he was a sewing machine salesman, but he's had a bunch of different jobs. Okay. He was kind of, his, like, first big high-profile, like, trial, um, was in 1901, Mm -hmm. um, where he, so he was, he was engaged to, he was a bit of a ladies' man. Okay. Um, he was, where is it, I have this great quote that refers to him as, uh, where do I have this? I'm so sorry. Where's the quote? 
I'm sure I underlined it, but yeah. So he he essentially he was a bit of a bit of a ladies' man, very popular with the ladies. He wooed and uh, th- this book refers to it. Uh, he wooed and won um, Ella Dukes, who is uh, the daughter of Butler, Illinois's most ref- one of uh, Butler, Illinois's most respectable families. Wow. Um, okay, you get it, Ellis. Get it, Ellis. Exactly. Um, he, yeah, so he was accused of forging a $4,000 check, which in 1901 is, like, I a lot of cash. That's a lot. That's, like, upwards of a hundred grand, I think. Okay, wow. I, I looked up... Go big or go home. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And so he, because uh, the Duke's family was very well off, and he was engaged to Ella Dukes, okay. Mr. Dukes, was, like, my son-in-law-to-be? Never. And pays his bail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, and they decide to have the wedding just before the trial goes forward. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to uh, go to, where was it? St. Louis. Um, he's like, I'm going to go to St. Louis. I need to get some wedding clothes for this wedding that I'm mm-hmm. having to this uh, lovely Ella Dukes. Skips town, does not return. <laughs> oh, no! And then, the um, so the Dukes family uh, get a letter from a T.H. Terry uh, saying that, unfortunately, um, Ellis Glenn... Ellis Glenn has fallen off a wharf's boat. Uh, that's, I think, yeah, war- a wharf boat. What um, the hell is a wharf boat? For... I have no idea. <laughs> I assume some kind of boat. Okay. Um, I'm thinking wharf, you know, that's wharf not like Star a, a kind of... Um, I'm thinking boat. more like, a, isn't a wharf like keys? Is this a just oh, um, a boat that just hugs the keys and, or Perhaps, stays really maybe close? Maybe it's like a little kind of canal houseboat kind of thing. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, boat boat in general. Yeah, so they get this letter written by T.H. Terry, um, who is going to come back later. <laughs> okay. Um, loving, he, loving the Chekhov's gun of yes, this. Okay. Um, so he's saying... I'm so sorry, uh, Ella Dukes and the Dukes family, but your husband-to-be has fallen off a wharf boat and sadly perished. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing this is not the end of the story. No, far from it. Okay. <laughs> so right. he's fallen off this boat and perished. Uh, mm-hmm. After a brief search, Glenn was located in pa- Paducah, Kentucky. Um where he was staying in a boarding house under the alias of T.H. Terry. <laughs> okay. Bear in mind, this man is a forger. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so he... What is it? He is a- apprehended, and he is brought to trial. And at the trial, he then says, So, that that letter wasn't a lie. I am the twin sister <laughs> of the man that you were supposed to marry. <laughs> That is amazing. I I love I love how he just leverages that. Oh yeah, that's fabulous. Listen, trans people in the past, you gotta you gotta be on that grift. Gotta be on that grind. Sorry, sorry. I just want to kind of make clear to the listeners that's about the fifth time I've swore, sworn, swore in this in this recording. Sworn, sworn revenge. (laughs) Um, I do drop f bombs like punctuation. So if that bothers you, this this may not. This may not work out well. Anyway, that's may a deal breaker. A podcast match made in heaven. <laughs> no, no, keep swiping. Anyway, Just get that little little e symbol. You're you're all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, sorry to interrupt you there. He is the twin sister of this forger. Yes. So he claims to be the 
identical twin. Well, I don't I don't know if like non fraternal No, is it fraternal? Fraternal twins non, fraternal are, twins are non-identical. Yeah. But can I I I have a whole bit about twins in my sound effect. It's which amazing. is part of the reason I chose this um this story. Go see um, go see that if you ever get the chance. <laughs> it's fabulous. I, I usually use it as a closer, so I'll use it in, in most of the gigs that I play. Um where I essentially I, I draw a comparison between the way that people treat trans people and I, I make it ridiculous by insinuating that people should treat twins the same way. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest, twins, two people with the same face, people are completely fine with it, and they don't think of it as anything abnormal. Um, but yeah, so... It's he... a little uncanny valley, though. There's something yeah. other, There's something inherently creepy about identical twins. Something there, yeah. Just <laughs> a sure. little bit. I think, yeah. I, the principle oh. of the uncanny is really interesting to me in general. Yeah. I think it's, there's a lot there. Um, but yeah, so he, he claims that he is the twin sister of Ellis Glenn. Um, in this other source that I have, actually, it's, um, uh, Ellis goes by Bert, uh, which is not mentioned in this other book that I have. But he's, is, he's probably ha- got about 20,000 aliases at this point. There's all the Glens. All the, um, all the Glens. All the Glens. All the Glens. All the, the, Glens fa- the family Glen. <laughs> Cleanse in the valleys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he... Um, what is it? An Elbert? Or a, uh, yeah, so he... Um, so he says that he's the twin sister of Bert Glenn or Ellis Glenn mm-hmm. and says that you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the fall for my poor persecuted brother. This goes to trial. Essentially, he wins over the jury. He wins over. There's a lot of media attention. Okay. He's, um, I think, in in several newspapers, he's called the infamous man woman, uh, or something along Ooh, those lines. Ouch. Um, uh, which is, I mean, it's it's not great, is no, it? No, <laughs> no, it really isn't. Yeah. What year are we talking? This here? is 1901. 1901. So, okay. I mean, they didn't. They weren't quite quite as weren't quite as woke. Yeah. As, as not as now. woke as the turn of the century. Not quite. Uh, the turn of the turn of the last century, not even oh, the yeah. turn of God. The passage of time is terrifying. It's scary. It's, it's really scary. Stuff. I I I have ginger hair now by accident because last time I went to the barbers, we discovered gray hairs, and I oh, no. <laughs> I went into a total tailspin panic about my own facing my own mortality and just bought the first box dye that I could find, and now. Now I'm ginger, so... Looks good! Oh, thank you! Listeners, you can't see this, but, uh... I mean, they do look like Carrot Top, but it's a good look. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not at all. It's it's like a a reddish-brown. That's that's the colour my beard is. Yeah. Which is... I mean, if I said it was a bad look, what would I be saying about myself? Of course, don't talk <laughs> yourself down. No, exactly. Anyway, um, yeah, so the infamous man woman. The infamous man woman. Let's let's see if I can find the exact quote here. Honestly, I would not um, be. I would not mind being known as that myself. Yeah. So, anything with infamous in front of it is is good. Oh no, it's notorious. Although I see another quote. That's even that better. Notorious. He's been referred to as notorious and famous and infamous. I okay. Think. Um, get, so yeah, get the, the Chicago Tribune referred to Glenn as the notorious man woman, sewing machine agent, barber, waiter, real estate broker, paper paper <laughs> hanger, forger, and good fellow in quotes. You j- just have to give the whole CV there. Which, yeah, and Goodfellow, I'm like, is that a precursor to, like, Goodfellow? Is this saying that he was in the That's mafia? I haven't found any any evidence to say that he was. Uh, okay. There's an interesting story in this other source that I have, actually, about him being a barber and just being an upstanding 
citizen until he leaves town and they find a bunch of fake checks that he's given people. Uh... <laughs> Again, forger, forgery. What a what a guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he's in this trial and he's getting a lot of attention. He's a real charmer, real ladies man. Um, so he manages to win over the jury. I think he's I think he's presenting as female during the trial. There's a there's a photo. There's like a not a photo but a picture of him in this other source that I have presenting both as uh, presenting as female next to him presenting as male. Um, Send it on to me, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's cool. Um, So he is, essentially, he is acquitted on a hung jury. The jury cannot decide, and they can't prove that, because he does actually have papers proving that he is, I think Ellis Glenn is, like, either Ellis or Ellen Glenn? Um, he has, like, identification to prove that he is that person, um, but there's no identification that he has to prove that he is Bert or, um, I, I, yeah, I think Bert was the name. Um, and so they're like, well, we can't prove that they're not different people. And he has a bunch of, like, testimonies saying that, uh, let me, I've, I've got a, uh, I can read it here, actually, I have something that... Yeah, he has a witness here, um, a companion of Bert Glenn. This is from uh, Parkerburg, Parkersburg, West Virginia, July 13th. Uh, oh, West Virginia is a weirder place than people give it credit for. Oh, yeah, they got those They got those cryptids. They got the Mothman. Yeah, I, I also on. have a West Virginia story. So oh, you're wow. Just, you're just going to have That's to wait. That's fun. Okay. I hope, I hope our listeners like West Virginia. <laughs> What's not to like about West Virginia? Yeah, it's Virginia, but West. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's mountains and shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this guy, Philip White, um, the principal witness in the Ellis Glenn case today was Philip White. Um, basically, in he knew he was a companion of Burt Glenn. Uh, he knew Burt Glenn was a man. <laughs> Is what it says in this. The prisoner Ellis Glenn was not the same person, he declared. Bert Glenn had a bluish scar on his right arm. So a strange colour for a scar. Potentially yeah. a fake scar, I'm not Maybe. sure. Sounds it, sounds yeah. it. Although, See, part my the one, I have a huge one on my back, uh, neck to ass after scoliosis surgery, and it did actually turn blue for a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, well, it, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of a bluey-white sort of thing okay. when it when it heals up. But for when I'm gonna from what we know of good old Alice, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean for fake scar. There. <laughs> Probably fake scar. Probably. I mean a lot of a lot of fake um a lot of fake documents and things as a fake checks, fake a lot of It's a theme. Yeah, it's a it's theme. It's a theme. What a what a ragamuffin. What a scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so he has a, even a, a witness that says like definitely a dude and I knew Bert Glenn and um says that a, Oh yeah, he says that uh, Bert Glenn, Ellis Glenn limped, and Bert Glenn did not. Okay. Uh, because no one has ever been known to fake a limp. <laughs> no, no. Um, certainly no member of the. I love how he's he's almost like created his own family. He has. There's, I mean, queer people are known to do this. We, yeah, across yeah. All of history. It's a found family, really related by by bonds, not blood. Yeah, you know, uh, it's um, very generally important. the the people who I would consider my found family are mostly real individuals. But I I, re- <laughs> I respect that. This is nineteen oh one. You know, I respect. I respect Alice's decision to do that. Yeah. We've all had imaginary friends. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we are those imaginary friends, and that's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this Philip White seems like a real comrade, was like, no, uh, also, Ellis Glenn's hair and eyes were a different colour. 
<laughs> so, uh, but fill in the detail. Yeah, just being like, that's not. I I was an associate of this person, and uh, that's not. It's not him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's acquitted. The jury can't prove or can't decide. Um, it's noted actually in the in the in my kind of main source that. Um, People were were very impressed by how much well paid legal representation Dallas uh, Glenn had. Yeah, um, the family Glenn has money. Yeah, has um, well, you know, has, has other uh, people's money. Other people's yeah. money, exactly. Um, yeah, and so he he kind of skips town, and then he's re- he's found again a few years later, I believe. Um, yeah, he's he's found because in I think it's I think it's Mississippi now. I'm not sure. He moves around a lot. Um, let's see if I can find this exactly. Um, yeah, so he's discovered somewhere else because he has um, basically swindled uh, some landowners out of two thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, which again, I think makes wow. up for more than seventy grand in today's money. Um, and then, so he's tried for this in like nineteen oh five, I think. And this time, people have kind of heard about the um, the previous trial. I mean, it's moved around, but because like this, the the first trial was covered in like the Chicago Daily Tribune, so like it traveled a bit because he was he was tried in West Virginia originally, <laughs> and a lot of newspapers cover this because it's like a sensationalized sensational headline Mm -hmm. um and so he's tried again on this land charge and he tries again to be like that was my twin brother (laughs) (laughs) you gotta wonder how how long this grift gonna work yeah how how did it work like they don't have as much photography Mm -hmm. so Photos are difficult. They don't have color photography. So a witness saying, oh, you know, this this um, Ellen Glenn has a different hair color and eye color. Yeah. You can't prove that from a photo. You can't prove it from you a black and white it. photo. Exactly. Definitely. And until uh... these trials, there were no other, like, eyewitness, like, accounts or anything. A lot of the, like, recorded accounts are from the two trials oh, <laughs> that Lord. were quite high profile. But, um, yeah, the second trial... Um, it's, it kind of comes out that he's been, he's like, yeah, he's had several kind of less high profile trials that don't go that for which he was tried as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's less of the sensational stuff, but it comes out like, Hey, wasn't that that guy that forged a bunch of checks in this other place? <laughs> and, um, eventually he does, um, yeah, he do, the the jury does actually, um, convict him um so as the son correctly predicted uh Ella, and this is quoting again from uh true sex uh ellington was convicted to the charges in november of 1905 and was sentenced to one to ten years in the detroit house of correction um yeah and the way so it's it's also noted that the um once his criminality was was proven beyond a doubt in the uh 1905 trial the the way the media treated this, like, handsome... Because from from all accounts, like, he was both a very attractive man and a very attractive woman. Okay. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, once once um once the nineteen oh five trial kind of comes out, and I think I think they use Ella Dukes as a witness in that, which was kind of the star witness, where she's like, 
what up? I was meant to marry this man and he fucking skipped out on me and <laughs> then like and my my dad paid for his bail and then he skips town. Like suddenly the the jury and the public don't take so kindly to this handsome yeah. ragamuffin. Fuck boy Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck boy Alice, exactly. Just uh just proving that like fuckboy trans boys have been been around for long a while. and storied history. Long I would read that book. History. Oh yeah. I mean this book only has there's only um like six or seven pages specifically covering Ellis Glenn. There's a lot on like other trans guys. There's a guy earlier on, uh, Frank Dubois or Dubois, I'm not sure how I he... think it's Dubois. Dubois. Um Americans though, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um I've heard E. What e. will Dubois they do next? Well. Um but he um yeah, he like he was also there was a, a quite prominent like media scandal around him because his he's like married to a woman in the small town and his like former husband and two kids <laughs> show up in town looking for their wife slash mother. <laughs> Fuckboy trans a, guy indeed. Fuckboy trans guys. This is a different guy though. That's what okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I thought that was that a, we know of. I mean, know of. you never know. Yeah. <laughs> no, not with all Alice. <laughs> But yeah, and then he was he was put away. I, I wasn't able to find how long he was put away. Um, I found some, um, what is it, a sexologist, uh, Havelock, Havelock Ellis, whose second name is Ellis, which makes it very difficult when they're talking about Glenn and Ellis. Right. Um, because Glenn, but Ellis is, it's confusing. Mm. But he, he talks a lot about how the... Um, what is it? The theory of the the sexual invert and how it's correlated to criminality and uh, yeah. of course, because back in the day they thought that uh, quote unquote women or like AFAB people who were attracted to uh, other women um, or well yeah attracted to women not necessarily other women because a lot of them were trans guys. <laughs> um, uh, although again terminology it's all yeah um, it, it it's just it's just queer. Just, just uh, very queer. Just queer. We'll we'll go with that. We'll go with because queer. it's it's turtles, little gay turtles, all the way down. Exactly. Little gay um, turtles. Little gay that. turtles, all the way down. Aww. All of them being queer and doing crimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Criminal there's turtles. there's a bunch of stuff about like this. How Doc Ellis wrote about um, Ellis Glenn uh, talking about how being uh, being a sexual invert which was just a general term for any kind of queerness, um, is just, it makes you gay and do crimes. If you're gay, you gotta do crimes. Well, I mean, technically, <laughs> technically at that point, I think it would have already been illegal in the UK. So being gay would have been... Oh yeah, being gay is, is a crime. crime sometimes. This is, is literally a doing lot of crimes. history, yeah. I mean, unless you're completely celibate, but yeah. But no, we're not. We're not good at that. But there, there's, yeah, no. There, there's a, a very long tradition of both sluttiness and criminality. So yeah, yay, yay, culture. So I think queer that's, culture. Queer culture is being 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 queer doing crimes. We've we've said that a lot, but that's that's okay. It's very important. It is. It <laughs> is important so motto. important. Absolutely. Cool. Um, do you want to, I, I think that's all that I have that's interesting about Ellis Glenn, um, other than, it's I mean, absolutely fascinating, fascinating person. He had a thriving barber shop for a while and then very again, savvy businessman, clearly savvy, savvy boy doing a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, so move along to your, my story. Okay. Um, so one of the reasons I, I decided I wanted to do that is because 
I am just so delighted when comedians get nerdy about things they love on stage. It's uh, it's one of my favorite things. But if there's one thing I love more than comedians do getting totally nerdy on stage, it's small communities creatively organizing to get better transit infrastructure for all. Better um, trans infrastructure? A trans that transit? Too. That, too. Infrastructure. Um, that is also that. important. Um, so, Felix, have you ever heard of a small town called Vulcan, West Virginia? No, but um, Live Long and Prosper is Live the, Long uh, and, and Prosper. obligatory reference um, I must make. Un- unlike the, uh, the Vulcans, they were not good at containing their anger but you will see (laughs) why they had some very good reason um so uh as i I said before um west virginia has a weirder and actually far more liberal history than a lot of people realize um they seceded from uh virginia during the civil war because they didn't want to be part of the confederacy oh wow um they have a long tradition of uh labor organizing and what they also have is a bunch of small towns in places that it is just really stupid to put a town um and the reason for that is west virginia formerly had an awful lot of coal oh yeah lots of mining mining yeah so they would just plop a town a town would just grow up around a mine which was often in a totally inaccessible place. And uh, if you thought urban planning in Ireland just sort of <laughs> happened, um, wait till you get a load of West Virginia and Vulcan in particular. Um, so where Vulcan was is it was, it is, it, it still exists. It Good for them. <laughs> good, good for Vulcan. Keep on keeping on Vulcan. Uh, it was surrounded or is surrounded on three sides by a very steep and very craggy horse Chew Mountain. And on the other side is the Tug River, which separates Vulcan from Kentucky. It's right on the border. Oh, cool. Vulcan was originally a mining town in the early 20th century. Uh, coal was discovered in the area. Um, and just this, this thriving community grew up around it. But of course, Vulcan, you can't change the geography. So the mining company involved built a bridge a wooden bridge, a swing bridge, across the Tug River. Um, So people can get to and from work, so kids can get to and from school. And that worked for a while. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly (laughs) go wrong? Oh, boy. Um, So over the years, uh, as people people got cars and things, the community in in Vulcan expanded and uh, fixed the bridge um, so that they could just get out of places. Um, now, unfortunately, in 1960, the mines run dry. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So no more employment in Vulcan um, becomes pretty impoverished, but people people stay on because they've put down roots, you know? Um, roots like the roots that the coal had in yeah, the land. Yeah, etc., etc. So... And the unfortunate thing is that the state of West Virginia forgot to build a road to Vulcan. Oh, no. They forgot. Literally, they put it on a map before they built it. It's 
it was on a state map of West Virginia, <laughs> but it did not exist. They just kind of moved on to the next thing and it completely slipped their mind. Oh, God. Um, so in addition to being surrounded by mountains and water, Vulcan is also bisected by a railroad track. Quite a dangerous one, but this became the only way to get out of Vulcan and over the river to Kentucky, where kids would be getting their school buses. Um, it was just very, very dangerous. I have a quote from the New York Times here that I'm going to get up, um, just from a contemporary uh, account. Uh, there is a cemetery on the hill, Vulcan Hill, and now and then when someone dies on the riverside, the people have to crawl under idled hopper cards, dragging the dead to get on with the burials. Oof. So this is a pretty serious situation. Yeah. Um, the railroad also closed off the entry to that bridge, no trespassing, because it was dangerous, hmm. pretty, pretty obvious. Um, but so dangerous, in fact, that a kid literally lost a leg trying to get to the other side of the river to oh get boy. a school bus. Oofa doofa. And Did this... Get to school <laughs> This really all came to a head. The reason that they had to do this, which I really should have mentioned before, uh, is that the bridge completely collapsed oh in boy. 1975. And no one gave enough of a fuck about... Vulcan. 1975. 1975. They should have better infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was still a wooden bridge. It Oof. completely collapsed. No way in and out of Vulcan unless you want to climb over railroad road tracks. There's Oof. a tiny gravel road that goes around the mountain from the other side. Um, So you can't... It's almost impassable. You can't even get to the next town over to cross the bridge. No this is your only way out. So this situation lasted two years until a man called John Rabbit appointed himself mayor of the town and decided, we got to do something about this. This is fucking ridiculous. We need to sort this out. So they do everything they're supposed to do. They go to the governor. They write letters to the federal government. Nothing works. Nothing works at all. So do you wanna do you wanna take a wild guess there, Felix, at what they decide to do next? <sighs> do they? I'm assuming some kind of making a big fuss, something dramatic. Well, yeah, this is kind of the purpose of the show. So <laughs> they applied for aid from the Soviet Union. Yes, bitch. <laughs> which I think it's just fantastic. This guy. Just, just kind of went, fuck it, we're going to embarrass the fuck out of them. He wrote directly to Leonid Brezhnev. Nice. He wrote to the Kremlin. He wrote to East uh, Germany as well. And I think possibly Poland. He just wanted to cover all his bases get and just the, get, uh, all, get all the hit on to all the communists. <laughs> um, now, there's, there's kind of some apocryphal... Uh, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Evidence or, or statements there that the mm. Russian actu Russians actually considered it for a little bit just to piss the fuck out of the Americans. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, <laughs> it's just, so they did not... Um, in they the end, the, the Russians decided not to fund a bridge. But what they did do Ooh. is sent a journalist. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a Soviet Get propaganda anti-US paper. Out there. Yeah, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, 
Soviet Union funds bridge that Americans would not build is a pretty pretty nice headline, mm-hmm. pretty good propaganda boost at the heart of the Cold War. Yeah. Um, so this happens on December 17th, 1977. Um, a journalist called uh, Iona Androv, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, um, just pops over to Vulcan, West Virginia and is met by John Rabbit, who just runs up and totally fed up, grabs the guy by the arm and says, are you a card-carrying communist? <laughs> yes, fabulous. So he Wonderful. takes him on the tour, sees the bridge. Um, so Is Rabbit a card-carrying communist? I mean, it, I'm sure it, in the his, 70s. History does not relate. There's not a lot we know about this guy. He he had a lot of different jobs. He was a carnival worker for a while. Oh, cool. um, he was a notary public. Um, but he just he just decided to appoint himself mayor of, of the town of Vulcan. Uh, it's quite quite a sweet story why he yeah. did it. Um, his neighbor, who was quite elderly, had ordered some furniture, and the guy delivering it just would not go on that gravel road. Um, well, it, it fair fair because it's it's it surrounded sounds, by it lethal, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> lethal, but. So so that's why he, he decided he took it upon himself to do that, um, just out of kindness and concern for his mm. neighbor. Um That's lovely. Which it that's yeah, very, very sweet. And everyone um, knows local governments just fix the roads. Just like. fix the roads. I mean, this is the purest example of I would vote for this guy if he I promised to fi- yeah. fix the roads. Think of the, that's, think of the campaign slogan you think, as well with the second name like uh, Rabbit. <laughs> oh good lord, you you think the potholes on South Kilkenny roads are bad, you know, Vulc- Vulcan uh yeah, it, it it just takes the cake. Mm. Vote for someone who fix who will fix the roads if you live in Vulcan. Vote um, for me, your kids won't get run over by a train. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah the, the, the guy lost a leg. It, it, oh, Eleven boy. years old. So Oof. yeah, yeah. Um, the Vulcan has all sorts of reasons to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Rabbit shows this guy around. Less than uh, a day later. The U.S. government drops 1.3 million on the bridge. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so he was in. He was entirely successful. Just hold so, a Soviet gun to their head. Hold a Soviet like... gun to their head. Um, I'm not sure if you could replicate that um, ever again. I don't. I feel like probably it's a very not. particular time. Yeah, in history yeah. We to be probably will. Uh, will not get North Korea to say uh, fix the bus service. Um, but no. yeah, that is that is one of my favorite story. The great troll of uh, of Vulcan, West Virginia. Troll, the great bridge will. troll. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. yeah. A literal bridge troll. Literal bridge troll. Yeah. But not in the way you would expect. No. No. As far as far as I know, uh, John Rabbit never lured anyone under the new bridge to eat. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't pay much attention to the biography after 1977. There, yeah, is there much about John Rabbit? Did he do anything afterwards, or is it just like if that was his the, main? This claim was to his, fame? his crowning glory. Um, sound, I mean, it's impressive. It's incredibly yeah, impressive. They, they were going to make a movie out of it, um, but incredible. it just um, it didn't happen in the end. I think you probably could. There's a there's anyway. That's one of my favorite stories. A pure fuck you. That's an um, awesome fucking story. It's an awesome fuck you. Um, Okay, so, um, what have we learned here? Uh, We have learned that uh, B-trans do crimes as a long... Trans guys have always been fuckboys. Trans guys have (laughs) always been fuckboys, 
And if you uh, if you want something done, appeal to your government's mortal enemy. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think our government actually has a mortal enemy except like homeless people. Yeah, and the poor, just the poor, in just general, the poor but in general, appealing to the poor to fund your roads. It, it's not. it's pretty counterproductive, yeah. I think. Um, damn our country for not making international enemies. I suppose. God damn our neutrality. <laughs> um, so that's that. Uh, Felix, do you have things you want to plug? Um, gigs, other gigs? projects, anything? I'm I'm not sure. Plug, plug, I'm plug. not sure if it'll be relevant when this is coming out. I'm going over to Edinburgh uh, for about a week. I'll be, you know, doing a couple of gigs with, I think, the full Irish and um, comedy queers. Um, I cannot tell you when or where they are <laughs> because I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but um, hopefully that'll be good. I've also, um, I've also got a podcast on... There are two episodes on SoundCloud, and hopefully at some point it'll be going on uh, iTunes or Apple Apple Podcasts. Is that what it's called I now? I have no idea. It'll be going on Podcatchers soon, hopefully, um, because I've been procrastinating that, and I want to try and get more episodes released and recorded and stuff. That's called Not Trans Trans Movies, Ooh. on which I... Uh, I used to have a co-host, uh, but he is moving to Belfast for college. Aww. So I'm going to, for the moment, I think what I'm going to do is just ask guests to be on with me. And then maybe I'll find a co-host in a more you'll permanent find capacity. Someone. Someday my co-host someday. will come. <laughs> you'll, meet, you'll meet the one. Yeah. It'll be perfect. One I can work with. Um, but yeah, that's about, uh, we watch movies that aren't explicitly trans and talk about why they are. Uh, because if we can't have our own movies, we'll just take yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, is, that, is that, yeah, that's more trans theft. Yeah. Basically, we're going to... Be trans to crimes. Be trans to <laughs> crimes. Um, um, social media details for, for both of us, I think I'm going to put in the in the show notes, ah, yes. as long as, along with a picture of the very, very handsome Alice Glenn. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much, and well, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.